If you're anything like me, the thought of slaving away in the kitchen for hours after a hectic day is a little less than appealing. But what if I told you that I've got a little something to make your weekday anti-inflammatory eating a breeze? Introducing my free checklist, the must-have kitchen staples for effortless anti-inflammatory dinners. This is your ticket to stress-free weekday dinners and consistent success in the kitchen. Imagine not having to deal with last-minute grocery store runs or staring at your pantry in exhaustion. Imagine coming home from a demanding day, effortlessly whipping up an anti-inflammatory meal, and still having time to unwind, relax, and catch up on your favorite shows. All you have to do is head over to betterwithcarbo.com forward slash checklist and claim your free copy of this invaluable resource. Let this checklist be your guide to transform your kitchen into a haven of effortless anti-inflammatory cooking and well-balanced meals. Get ready for a life where weekday anti-inflammatory eating is not just easier, but it's downright delightful. Your journey to a healthier, more vibrant you starts right now. I just want to get clear on what inflammation really is. Inflammation often gets a bad rap because it's usually associated with disease. But in reality, it's a natural and helpful response from your immune system when it encounters physical trauma or unwelcome bacteria. I'm Chrissy Carbo, registered dietitian and host of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Here we cut through the confusion and complexity of inflammatory health to deliver straightforward, bite-sized strategies and information you can easily apply to your life. Not too long ago, I was lost in a sea of information, overwhelmed by the challenges of inflammation. But through years of trial, education, and self-discovery, I learned to break free from the chaos of fad diets and cultivate a practical anti-inflammatory lifestyle that not only helped me stabilize my own diagnosis, but thrive with it. Whether you're an autoimmune warrior or simply seeking a healthier, uncomplicated life, you found your tribe. Join me as we explore realistic strategies that can make a profound difference in your life. So if you're ready to embrace a simpler, healthier way of living, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. I'm Chrissy your host and friendly neighborhood dietitian. And I'm so happy that you're tuning in today because today's episode is one for the book. Whether you're seeking clarity post-diagnosis or aiming to understand those weird inflammatory symptoms and tackle them using a different perspective than maybe what you've been told in the past, you're really in for a treat today. We're diving deep into the foundations of inflammation and my experience with it as an anti-inflammatory dietitian living with an autoimmune disorder. So grab your cup of coffee, lemon water, and maybe a notepad, and let's get into the nitty-gritty of what inflammation really is, and I promise by the end of this episode, you'll learn just how shifting your perspective on diet can be a total game-changer in managing those pesky inflammatory symptoms, just like it did for me. For those of you who don't know me just yet, and maybe you're curious as to why I care about inflammation so much, well... I'm a registered dietitian, and my specialty is in integrative and functional medicine. That's just a fancy way of saying I like to dig deep and find real reasons behind health problems rather than slapping on a Band-Aid and addressing certain symptoms. My journey into this world of health started after years of hopping on different diet trends, and I thought that I was doing the right thing for my health. But as it turned out, I wasn't. Because in 2015, I got hit with an MS diagnosis. And if you don't know what MS is, 
It's a neurodegenerative disease driven by chronic inflammation. Put in simpler terms, my immune system was going rogue, attacking the protective sheath around my nerve endings and exposing them. Then the exposed nerve endings gave me all sorts of bizarre symptoms like numbness and tingling and I lost balance and I kind of felt like I was drunk when I wasn't. So needless to say, it was a really interesting and weird time in my life. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that one particular diet or lack thereof caused my MS diagnosis, but what I did learn years after my diagnosis is that all of those restrictive diets certainly weren't helping my case. What I was actually doing was robbing my body of essential nutrients that it needed to function properly. These diets were, how do you say, setting the stage for inflammation to take over. And this wasn't an easy realization to come to by any means. Like anyone facing a major health diagnosis, I was completely shocked and confused. My doctor told me there was no way to prevent this. No one really knows what causes MS. And my only option was a lifetime of immune suppressing medication that don't necessarily cure the disease, but delay the progression. So the way that I heard this in my head was there was nothing I could have done to prevent this. No one knew where this disease came from. And then over time, I could expect my condition to get worse, but the medication is only going to prolong that inevitable decline. Needless to say, I was completely devastated. But me being the person that I've always been, I wasn't going to sit back and just cross my fingers hoping for the best. But before I dive into how I addressed my diet after my diagnosis, I just want to get clear on what inflammation really is. Inflammation often gets a bad rap because it's usually associated with disease. But in reality, it's a natural and helpful response from your immune system when it encounters physical trauma or unwelcome bacteria. Picture your body as your home and your immune system as your trusty guard dog. If a burglar shows up at your house, your dog's natural reaction is, whoa, who's this intruder? I have to do everything in my power to protect this place and kick this person out. Well, your body kind of behaves pretty much the same way when it encounters foreign bacteria or faces a physandry. It sparks an inflammatory response to call on antibodies and immune cells to deal with those unwanted visitors or bacteria. Stop any bleeding, patch up your skin, all of the healing processes. So in a nutshell, inflammation is actually good for us. The issue comes when we don't recognize the signs of inflammation when it hangs around for a while becoming chronic. Once it goes chronic, our immune system is like an overworked employee at a job. And some of you listening know how that goes, right? You're not as sharp and mistakes start creeping in. And when our immune system is on overdrive for too long, it can start seeing our healthy tissues as enemies and launch attacks on them. Depending on what tissues our immune system is attacking, we start experiencing certain symptoms that align with specific diseases, like autoimmunity. And in my case, my immune system was attacking my nerve cells, which manifested in motor and sensory symptoms, which resulted in my MS diagnosis. Once I learned that MS is all about chronic inflammation, I naturally started scrutinizing my diet because, hey, after all, I am a dietitian. But it really didn't take long for me to feel like I was drowning in dietary worries. I was legit scared to eat anything that might make my symptoms worse. So there I was, hungry, 
around the clock eating the same foods day in and day out. And let me tell you, I was miserable. I then realized I was falling back into the old pattern of depriving myself of all sorts of foods, which honestly is in part how I ended up in this situation in the first place. So I knew I had to really do something different. So instead of dwelling on what I couldn't eat, I began to shift my focus to what I should be eating more of. What can I add to my plate instead of taking away from it? And you know what? It made a world of difference. Suddenly, my meals felt satisfying again. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like there aren't foods out there that you might want to ease up on because of inflammation. But thinking about what to add and not what you should be taking away just lightens the whole mood. For me specifically, MS has the potential to take away so much from me that I didn't want to give more energy into what else can be taken away. I wanted to learn how to create abundance in lieu of this diagnosis. And thinking this way about my diet really improved my eating habits, but it also helped me navigate life with MS in a way more graceful type of way. And again, like I mentioned earlier, yes, There are definitely some foods out there that are poor quality and have very little nutrition to them. And it's often a smart idea to expose ourselves to those particular foods a little less often. But here's the thing. Think back to the last time you told yourself, I'm never eating this particular food again. Or the last time you said, this is the last time I'm ever going to eat this one food, so I'm going to have a whole bunch of it. It's like a mental switch flips. And suddenly that food is all you think about especially when you're not exactly thrilled by what's currently sitting on your plate. You start to have cravings, you feel unsatisfied, and you begin associating good health with depriving yourself. And before you know it, the next time you're presented with an opportunity to eat that particular food, you not only eat it, but you're overeating it, which not only piles on guilt, but it's also not doing any favors for your anti-inflammatory game. Now, by shifting gears on your approach to food and flipping the script from what should I take away to what can I add more of, there's way less guilt and anxiety hanging around your meals, which means you're less likely to go on a wild binge later. And this helps reduce inflammation exposure in the long run. For me personally, this way of thinking has just been so liberating and has also helped me stay incredibly consistent on my anti-inflammatory journey. And if you start making that switch too, you'll notice that as you pile more anti-inflammatory foods on your plate because you're focusing more on what you should be adding, not taking away, those not-so-friendly pro-inflammatory food portions naturally start to shrink on your plate. And you feel okay with that because you know that if you really wanted to, the food is available. It's not like you'll never have that one particular food item again. But then one day, as you're making your plate, you'll notice that You'll come across that one particular food and you're like, you know what, I just don't feel like having this today. And then it's off your plate altogether, and that's one less inflammatory exposure you have to worry about. This is a gradual shift that happens when you change your mindset to focus on abundance rather than restriction. And let me tell you, my relationship with food, my success with anti-inflammatory eating has gotten so much better once I started making that mindset shift myself. 
I share this with you because I know just how scary it can be to deal with something that you never thought you would have had to deal with in a million years. There's a sense of urgency to make all of these drastic changes to save yourself, so to speak. But what I want you to understand, and what took me a while to understand too, is that this diagnosis, like all diagnoses out there, didn't happen overnight. So it's going to take some time to heal. And if I can go back to that day in 2015 when I got diagnosed, one of my priorities would have been to tackle my mindset in order to set me up for long-term success. And that's a wrap for today. I truly hope that you're walking away from this episode feeling confident knowing that you've got what it takes to embark on your journey of creating more anti-inflammatory habits because you absolutely do. And I get it, this might not be your run-of-the-mill piece of anti-inflammatory advice that you would get from a dietitian, but mindset plays an incredibly huge role in building eating habits that stick around for a lifetime. And that's exactly what you need if you're looking to go head-to-head with inflammation and kick it to the curb once and for all. You need sustainable habits, my friend, and that starts with your mindset. Before I go, I want to leave you with one final thought. If what you've been doing up until now hasn't worked and you're feeling stuck and frustrated and overwhelmed, why not do something different? Be curious and stay open to taking a good look at your current thoughts and language around food. Be willing to make a shift. If you're dealing with a diagnosis or some nagging symptoms, don't view it as a time to start depriving yourself of things. Instead, see it as an opportunity to explore new, more nourishing foods that genuinely support your health. And remember to be patient and gentle with yourself. There's no need to overhaul your entire diet in one fell swoop. Take it one meal at a time and remember, you've got this and I'm here cheering you on. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and leave a review. You can also check out my show notes to know where to find me on social media. And I would love to hear from you. Please send me a message. Let me know what your thoughts are, how you're doing, how you're feeling. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place for more anti-inflammatory goodness. Take care. Bye.